Welcome back to Harapy. It is the holiday season. It is the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. You need to drop that like a ranger to ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, it is holiday season. I love the holidays. My Christmas tree goes up 0% joking. I think we've talked about this. The moment the trick-or-treaters are done at my house, yep. lights go out and my tree goes up. <laughs> This I love year, it. Yeah, it was a little later. To this year it was on November 4th, purely because since I have a new house, I had to order a new tree and it hadn't oh, come yet. Sure. But I was ready. I love trees too. We actually have two. So we have one Ooh. that goes in. Well, our house has two like main four li- living mm-hmm. spaces. And one of them is like our playroom for the girl, the girls. So they can decorate that one. I like that idea. It's like they it's, do what they want. Yes. And it's a small, like six foot tree. They can pick out whatever Cute. they want. And then I'm a little bit of a tree snob. Okay. So <laughs> I have a white tree in our living room. No way. Yeah. It's absolutely my pride and joy. It is no joke. I got it for free from a friend and it's the old artificial kind where you have to like person like put in every single branch. Oh wow! And it's not pre lit, which I love because then it you don't have to worry about those lights going out. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to trees, I'm kind of a little bit of a basic what? bitch when it comes to like I want to put the lights on myself. Yeah, everybody back off. Yeah, and it's mom's I, time. Yeah, and I, like with my white tree, everybody who comes in my house and they see it, they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's so pretty." I'm like. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not like one of those people that goes all crazy and like covers my tree and decorations. It's mm-hmm. just like I pick really fun, beautiful Do you balls. change it year to year? Um, sometimes, but like this year we have new stuff because I got really cute ornaments on sale after last mm-hmm. Christmas. So that's the only reason we got what some. What color? Money. Um, this year it's kind of like a teal Ooh. with gold and mm. like a bluish silver mm-hmm. with like these really beautiful like Elmer emerald green with gold balls so that sounds lovely obviously you're going to need to post a picture on our socials i can definitely do that it's people are going to want to see it but i don't know that i've ever seen a white tree oh i mean i know that they exist but i don't i can't think of a single friend or family member that has had a white tree i got it like i said for free i never really thought about like going out and buy i mean i'd obviously Mm -hmm. seen them before but i'd never thought much about it and she was like hey we don't need this anymore would you like it and i'm like heck yeah (laughs) and uh, it's absolutely my favorite and it just brings me so much joy like you said like as soon as i can put that thing up I am on it. And my husband used to joke and be like, you have to wait a while. And and now he's like on board. Like he brings up all the Christmas stuff for me. I love that. <laughs> See, and it's always funny to me because I will always get some commentary. People like, oh, it's, you know, I can't believe you have Christmas up or whatever. Listen, no, you don't live in my four walls. What I do inside my home with my Christmas tree doesn't yes. bother you. And it Okay, I think we've talked about this maybe or maybe I've just thought it in my head a lot because I am an Enneagram 9, um, which means, oh, she's holding up a picture. Yeah, girl, mm-hmm. we'll post it. Well, yep. I she'll post it. Mm-hmm. Um, as an Enneagram 9, I highly value peace. So do I. And specifically for me, the way that typically plays out is my environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, in relationships for sure. Oh, do you hear that snot? No. Sorry, listeners. That was a lot. Anyway, my environment 
is also where mm-hmm. I find peace, which means I don't Same. like clutter. I can't have a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. When Christmas goes up, the mm-hmm. lighting with my fireplace, it's the, the colors, mm-hmm. yes, my soul is just like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is how I die. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I leave my lights on my trees, on both my trees, all 24-7. Like, I don't ever turn them off at night. Wow. They are on from the What's your energy bill like? Not bad because mm-hmm. the light bulbs anymore think, are not bad. I don't think that's changed. Huh. I don't think so. But like I, I also, I mean, just as a whole, if I come downstairs at 545 in the morning, let my dogs out, mm-hmm. that ambiance mm-hmm. of those trees glowing. Yep. And because our our main floor is also connected, like it's it's not, there's there's not like real true choppiness to it. So it just like the ambience of the glow like spreads through yeah. the whole first floor. Oh. And I just love it. Don't you just have the feels? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad. Okay. What, what, what was the thing? Oh, speaking of holidays, it was this. You walked in my house tonight and you were like, Jen, do you have an elf on the shelf? And I was like, absolutely not. That is the most stressful tradition. Yep. And I think your immediate response was like, this is why we're friends. Yes. Uh, that's another topic. But as you're talking about the trees and the ambience, I'm thinking, this is why we're friends. Yes. Yes. But with the whole elf on the shelf thing, I don't like the expectation of like doing yourself and like yeah. constantly have to be super, be super creative. And you can't, well, listen, I've never done it, but I, my assumption <clears throat> is you can't redo something you did last year. I feel like no. And especially, I mean, it's one thing if your kids are little enough that they forget, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess my kids, true. like, I don't know how much longer we'll get from Amaya to like truly believe in Santa. Mm, so, Lincoln's out. Lincoln knows. Oh, see. So here's the thing. Like, I don't know if she's playing along because she's afraid she's not going to get a Santa That's gift. That's cute. Yeah. But she she literally knows about the tooth fairy, so I'm assuming that she's probably pieced it together. Yeah. Maybe my friend Kara said her kids, I think I think she's saying no that there's no Santa. They still believe on or with elf on the shelf. Like still think that there's oh, an elf. Both of my children. Time out. I don't how how do you Okay. I'm doing a giant sigh because this was my husband's doing. This was not my doing. He, Our guess. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, we made it like seven years of yeah. parenthood without one of these damn things. <laughs> and he decided to just order one online. And so three years ago, Theo showed up on our doorstep and I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> and so I literally told him, your responsibility, your responsibility. So does he like every night he's the one that's very good at it. He's very good at it because it honestly honestly stresses me out. Yeah. First of all, I have a hard enough time remembering to be the tooth fairy. I don't want to. And that's like once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. I don't want another thing to have to think about during the holidays. Mm -hmm. I got enough going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for me, the elf on the shelf, like I I want the magic. What's the point of it? Well, it's supposed to like be. So the book that goes along like explains that like the elf is there to watch, watch you, you and observe your behavior and then reports back to Santa every night. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's more yeah, it's a, a way, way to for get... parents to be like, listen, you yes, buckle up, kid. Exactly. They're oh. like, mm, your elf's here. He's seeing your behavior. Da, 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 da. Which I, I understand that for some kids that's motivation. Yeah, um, I guess. However, for me, like, it's just another thing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another. Like, if I do. can't f- motivate my kid to behave, I think that's a problem. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Listen, I'm all for <laughs> traditions. I love traditions. Sure, but also, you know like, the magic of 
it, the and holiday that's just, season. That's just it. Like the magic, I want them to experience yeah. that. I want them to like have the innocence of their childhood mm-hmm. for as long as possible. So maybe at the beginning of this episode, we should maybe say, don't listen to this in the car with your children. Oh. But <laughs> yeah, but I want them to have those experiences. I want them to believe in the magic because it, it goes away fast enough, you know? Yeah. And it's fine if that happens organically or if they just happen to figure it out, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But for as long as they believe, okay, there's something special about that. However, I don't want them to put all this like, and just like, so here's the other thing. My parents only gave us one Christmas gift from Santa. The rest were from them. Some people give all of the Christmas presents from Santa. I'm like, why the hell does Santa get all the credit? (laughs) Right. Santa didn't do shit. (laughs) You know? He's not real. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing for me is like, we do one Christmas present from mm-hmm. Santa and my parents used mm. to do a big one. Yeah. And we do from Santa. Yeah. From yeah. Santa. And that's kind of what we do. Like we do like a bigger gift and then the rest of them are all from us. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to turn that off. Cause I know it's going to turn off on its own, but I can do without the fucking elf on the show. I can tell you that. <laughs> Lincoln, I'm trying to think. This was maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. We were driving to school and this little voice from the back, he's like, mom, I'm going to ask you a question and you have to promise you're not going to lie. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, absolutely. And he's like, is Santa real? Mm-hmm. And I had this moment of conflict because I grew up in a home by the time I was in first grade. I also knew Santa wasn't real. I don't remember how I found that out, but I pretty quickly had pieced that together. And I I think same thing. Maybe I probably just asked mom and dad Mm -hmm. and they told me the truth. Like, so I grew up by the time, what are you? Seven, eight Mm -hmm. in first grade, knowing Santa was a fun tradition. Mm -hmm. Tradition. Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, And I was in first grade and the teacher was reading a holiday book, something about Santa. And I stood up in the back of the class and I said, Santa's not real. And it became this huge thing. The principal got called. I had to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and kids were bawling. Like it was really upsetting to classmates. So anyway, as my child is asking me the same thing at the same Uh, grade and I said, no, and he's getting out of the car. I'm like, Lincoln, I want you to know there's going to be friends of yours that don't know that Santa's just a tradition, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, don't spoil that for them. Mm-hmm. Like let their parents tell them right. the same thing. And he's like, okay, well, oh, I think he just said, okay, a few days go by. <laughs> and he is in my, the backseat again, we're driving to school. He's like, mom, today kids were talking about Santa Claus. And I just turned and looked at them and I said, yeah, Santa's fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, great. But like he leaned into the idea that it was just, a yeah. tradition and I sort of love that it to him I think he's got the secret he's holding yeah. over the heads of his friends that I think that's great yeah it was really it's sweet Amaya's never asked me flat out it mm-hmm. like I mean she's 10 she's asked me questions like how like how does he do it and like what da, da, da. and I'm like honey it's just magic it's the magic of Christmas mm-hmm. like that's kind of where I've left it mm-hmm. but if she flat out and that's how she found out about the tooth fairies because she came up to me and said mom mm-hmm. are you the tooth fairy mm-hmm and I said, well, why are you asking? And she's like, well, because when I lost a tooth and I wrote a letter to the tooth fairy, it looked like your handwriting. Oh, so smart. I know. <laughs> and I said, yeah, honey, you know, the tooth fairy is just a magic of childhood and it helps you not be so scared to lose your teeth. And yeah. it's really scary for some kids. So I said, you know, mommy and daddy have played tooth fairy for you and we will play tooth fairy for your sister. And your job is not to ruin it for her. And I said, 
but you know now and mm-hmm. and that's okay and mm-hmm. she just like hmm, okay and went with it yeah yeah lincoln for the most part with santa he also knows i think he's asked after knowing about santa are mm-hmm. you also the tooth fairy mm-hmm. to see a little bit of the light go out of his eyes mm-hmm. like ah, the magic isn't there but so we've talked a lot about how other traditions can still make it fun whatever um mm-hmm. and then what's today tuesday mm-hmm. so i think it was last friday he said it's just interesting to listen as his mind is clearly yes. working when he's not with me. So he's in the car too. It's always in the car. Uh-huh. I don't know why on the way to school in the mornings. And he's like, mom, if you're giving me Santa's gifts, how are you, how are you doing that? Like if you're pretending to be Santa and I said, well, when you go to sleep, I set an alarm, I wake up and I go set the <laughs> gifts out. And he goes, <gasps> and he's like, but wait, so then who's eating the cookies? <laughs> And I said, well, when your dad and I were married, your dad would eat them all. And he goes, dad, my dad. (laughs) Yeah, today, no lie, he's standing at the top of the stairs this morning on our way to school. And he's like, mom, now that you and dad aren't married, who's going to eat the cookies? And I just looked at him and I pointed at myself and he goes, mom. (laughs) It was like, so I love that. That's really cute that he still wants to put out the cookies. Right. There's some element of like, yeah. Yeah. And I, that's how I am. I'm 35 Mm -hmm. and I can barely sleep on Christmas Eve. Oh, me too. Like I'm the one setting the gifts Mm -hmm. out and it's just so exciting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, well, because it's the holiday season, Kelsey and I were trying to think through what are some fun topics we want to do here in December and Frankly, like everyone else and their mother, this is a busy season, busy time yeah. of the year. And as much as we love doing this, I also don't want to be recording for hours because mm-hmm. we're tired. It gets dark. We said that, I think, the last month. <laughs> Daylight savings. Although I will say, Jen, mm-hmm. this, like our conversations ignite my soul. So you say that every week and I'm always true. like, dang, that makes me feel good. And it's to be true. fair, last week after we recorded with Laura, they mm-hmm. were here until, I don't know, like 12 or 1230. Yeah. We just sat and chatted. It was a great chat. Um, anyway, we won't keep you here for five hours. <laughs> Our topic, we were bouncing this around because we love the holidays. I don't have a great name for it. So this is as far as my brain had gotten. Mm-hmm. The 12 days of, and then blank. And I had proposed two ideas. We both went different directions. So this will be really fun. I went with 12 days of connecting with myself and others. I love that. And I've come up with a list of 12 things. Some of them we've talked about, but I thought it'd be, we can, Mm -hmm. I'll get more specific. And Mm -hmm. I believe, Kelsey, you did 12 days of? Life lessons, big life lessons. Big life lessons. Dang. Oh, this is going to be, I'm so mm-hmm. excited to learn your lessons. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We've not talked about these nope, things. No, we have not shared. This is a real time. That's right. Learning together. <clears throat> do you want to go first? Oh, oh do you and want- we're not doing all 12 right yeah, now, listener, to say, just to be clear. I was about clear. to say, how, how far do we want to go? I was thinking like three because okay. in the next few weeks. I think that's fair. That's so fair. So we're going to give you three lessons and three ways um, to connect with yourself or others. Yeah. And so you want me to start? Is that Go with for it. mine? Okay. Sure. So I went with the pig- 12 biggest life lessons. Um, and now that I'm 36, I think I still have a lot to learn. We're always learning. We're always mm. evolving and it's natural and it should, it's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to happen. Um, but some of the things that <clears throat> have played true throughout my whole life, even when I was younger and not really aware of them, um, the first three that come that came to mind, um, the number one thing was some things have to end so others can begin. Ugh. Listen, time out. I 
I'm literally getting pieces of paper out because whatever, I just know the nuggets that you're going to drop. Okay, repeat. So some things have to end so others can begin. Um, That's something that I think is hard to accept. Mm -hmm. And, but it's very, very real for pretty much every person. Nothing lasts forever. Mm -hmm. And, um, speaking to my life, um, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, like when my, our moms were on, but so my mom and my biological dad got divorced Mm -hmm. when I was eight and she got remarried to my stepdad who raised me, adopted all Mm -hmm. me and three of my siblings and raised us all as his own children when I was 12, I think. Anyway, that was a really hard ending to yeah. my mom's marriage. And then when mm. when my biological dad, he moved across the state. And so we didn't see him a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was a void. But when you're a kid, again, you assume that your reality is everybody else's reality. Right. And so that's why I think kids are so adaptable. Because mm. they don't understand that it could or should be different, mm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I was the oldest of my mom's kids. So eight and under. So we were all really Little. young. Yep. And um, I remember like as, you know, we were combining families and growing up together. His, my stepdad's first wife passed away from breast cancer. So the kid, his kids, his three kids were always with us as well. And, um, we literally were a family. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, a lot of people who didn't know us before this didn't even know that we were a combined family. And it's funny. I actually think some of you sort of look alike. Yeah. And still to this day as adults, people get us confused. They're like, yeah. wait a minute, which ones are biological now? Um, but the funny thing about that, like, as I look back, I am so thankful that my mom made a decision and well, and my biological dad too made a decision to move forward with their lives in a way that was healthier for them. Mm-hmm. And hmm. in order to do that, I'm sh- I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like, you know, to make that decision. However, they both married people who were their I believe are the people that they're supposed to be with Mm -hmm. and like brought out the best in them. Absolutely. And I think like, here's the truth. (laughs) I think there's a, I don't remember what movie this is, but the saying is so true. Like everybody deserves someone who thinks the sun shines out their ass, (laughs) you know, even, even on your shittiest day, Mm -hmm. like they still love who you are, the essence of what makes you, you. Mm -hmm. And, I truly believe that both my parents found that mm-hmm. and it doesn't negate that the love, the you know relationship that they had wasn't valid. It was very much real and, and there. However, like moving forward into their adulthoods, they found people that helped them thrive. And for many years, the relationship with my biological dad was off and on. And I never like, there were a couple of years that it was hard for me to accept the reality of that situation. But then the older I got, the more I realized I was very lucky hmm. to have had a stepdad every single day that coached my games, that took care of me when I was sick, that cussed me out when I needed it, mm-hmm. that I wasn't afraid to talk to about anything. Right. And that truly I didn't feel a separation from. There was no, like, yours is yours and mine is mine. It was like, no, no, no. 
This We're is all, all yes. Yeah. And he was everything I needed in that moment. And he raised me and my siblings every single day of 18 and a half years. Yeah. And he provided my mom with a, you know, safe place to fall. And all of us felt like he was kind of like the grounding point mm. for our family. And so I'm incredibly thankful for that because my biological dad isn't a bad person mm -hmm. at all, but who he was at that point, he couldn't bring those things to the table. Right. And so I'm so thankful that I got an opportunity to experience those things, even though it wasn't with the person biologically related to me. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward, when my dad passed away, it was 2015, and he was very young, and it was shocking. But what happened after, and, and all of us were just, you know, of course, devastated. devastated. However, what happened was it kind of opened a door mm. for the relationship with my biological dad. And it's not that I didn't have a relationship with him before, but it was definitely more like a distant uncle yeah. type of relationship. Like I loved him and I cared about him and I knew that he loved me and cared about me, but there was just like, I didn't have a hole in my life or right. like, you know, cause like my stepdad filled all that. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of, there was room for him. Mm-hmm. And he'll never have the past that I had with my stepdad. He'll mm. never be able to make up for that. But when my dad's life ended horribly in a way that we were all just like, what, how do we make our way through this? It was very clear in my heart of hearts that I was much more open to a relationship and I wanted it more mm. because I think I didn't think about it, but I think I was afraid that if I did that while my my stepdad was alive, that I would be like making him less of a parent, mm -hmm. you know, or, yeah. you know, taking away some of that relationship from him, which is absolutely nothing that I wanted to do. So that was something that I look back on my thirties and I'm just like, it sucked, but I'm so grateful mm. that I have had this opportunity to kind of not make up for lost time, but mm -hmm. connect with a part of me that I wouldn't have made a priority before. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it, that lesson, how you, some things have to end so others can begin. Yeah. I feel like it applies in both directions. Like exactly the ending of your parents' marriage. Yes. So led that, to exactly a beautiful family. Yes. And then the unfortunate passing, passing of Jim led to me yeah. rediscovering a part of me that, mm -hmm. and and I have never had like, I mean, I think when I was really young, I was mad about it, but I, th it, it was more because I was ignorant to why they got divorced mm -hmm. and the whole, all the shenanigans behind it. But I feel so lucky at this point in my life to have the opportunity yeah. to make the connections that I didn't make mm -hmm. when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And even like with my mom, excuse me, she understands a lot more now. Like why you would want that relationship. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, it really was hard for her to understand that when my 
stepdad was alive, when Jim mm-hmm. was alive. It was very difficult because she was like, you have a dad. Your dad is here. He's taking care of you. He's, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. And I think it was a very sensitive, which understandably so. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but now I think she's a little bit more like, you have the right to make decisions on on where you want to go with these relationships, mm-hmm. you know? And at this point in my life, like my kids get to know more of my biological dad than I did at their age, yeah. you know? And that's such a nice, like, it's such a good feeling mm-hmm. to know that it, even though it's not going to, like, he's never going to be the dad that I, you know, right. had as a child. That That's, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, My expectations are not to make up for lost time at all. But my expectations are if something were to happen, am I going to regret Mm. not making that connection. Mm -hmm. And for me, my biological dad is a wonderful person. He's Mm -hmm. a good person. He's been good to me. And he's always been very honest Mm -hmm. with me when I've asked him pointed questions, which I think is really difficult for a lot of adults to do. And he's always been, I think, aware enough of the situation that he didn't really push a relationship with us when we were younger because he didn't want to step on those toes, which I... I mean, that says a lot to me about even his characters yes, on some level. Yes, like, exactly. I knew I couldn't show up. I see a guy who is showing up and I'm going to yes. let that be what it is. Yes, exactly. And and that's like, I, I think at the moment it was really, really hard yeah. for me because of, of being a child, it's hard to see that. For sure. But now as an adult... I just give him so much credit because I would never have gotten the opportunity to have a childhood like I did had he stuck around and Mm -hmm. played more of a role. Yeah. You know, and it made all of us like I gained three siblings Mm -hmm. and we have a connection that is nothing but love. And so the first getting back to our list, like that's the first thing that comes to mind is that can play out in throughout your entire life. You know, though that saying is just so true. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's something I think that a lot of people <clears throat> need to kind of beat over their own head sometimes like yeah. let this end because something else is going to come. I mean, this is a morbid way to put it, but it's kind of, as I'm looking at it, it's, death is a natural part of life. Yeah. And that can be the death of an actual human. Mm-hmm. That can be the death of a relationship. Yep. That could be a the job. death of an addiction. Absolutely. Like that's yep. just the cycle of life. It is. But yours is much more eloquent and I like it. <laughs> um, the second thing that comes to mind is love isn't always enough. Parage. So that's, I think in an idealistic world, it would be always, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And just because someone says they love you does not mean that it's meant to be Mm. or that that love is the love that you deserve. Mm. And see, it's funny because you say that and my first thought goes to like some family members and like me loving them is not going to save them out of their addiction. Yes. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and even like, I'm like the thing that came to mind with this was toxic relationships. Yeah. So 
when you're in a, in a relationship, regardless of if it's like a romantic relationship or not with somebody, sometimes you have to take love out of the equation Mm -hmm. and look at it from a different viewpoint Mm -hmm. and say, wait, remove my emotional ties right now. Would I choose this person to be friends with as a new person into the equation? Mm -hmm. Would I want somebody this question, I, I saw this TikTok and this like really rang true to me. If somebody said to me that they, I reminded them of this person, mm. would that be an, would that be, be something? A compliment. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw a similar thing on Instagram. Yep. So yeah, sometimes that's a, that was a gut check yeah. for me. Like, cause yeah. I can think of if someone said, Oh, you remind me of X person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh shit. Yeah, tell mm-hmm. me more. Yeah. I'd like to know because that's yeah. not a reflection I would like to carry. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's something I think I've gotten older. And again, like, you know, we've talked about friendships and things like mm-hmm. that, but sometimes you have to understand that someone has your past and that doesn't mean that they need to have your future. Yeah. And boundaries, the only people who have problems with your boundaries are the people who constantly cross them. Right. So love is not always enough and that's okay. Give yourself some grace. Yep. Um, and then my third thing, this one, <laughs> um, I think we all will probably <laughs> agree with, um, but growth isn't always linear. Mm. So, um, thinking you're over something or, you know, old habits die hard or whatever doesn't mean that you're not going to fall. Mm-hmm. And, Growth just means you're moving in a direction. And as long as that direction is getting you closer to what you your end goal is, mm. it's okay. If it's two inches closer, if it's 10 feet closer, if it's five five steps forward. So then what's not linear? You're gonna take two, a few steps back. Okay. So it's it's you're gonna you're gonna fall. Yeah. You're gonna make mistakes. So then you can't say that it, as long as you're moving forward, it's okay. Cause you're going to take. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you're gonna, you're gonna some, some points in your life, you're going to take three steps forward and four steps back mm-hmm. and you're going to fall off the cliff a couple times and you're going to climb your way back up and you're going to fall down again. But the, the thing that matters is that you're keeping in perspective that you're not perfect Mm. But that doesn't mean that you're not worthy of the of the goal still. Right. Of the growth, of the movement. Yep. And just because you fall doesn't mean that you're a broken. failure. Exactly. Yeah. So um and and sometimes growth takes a lot longer than what we're <laughs> we're able to accept. Yep. You know? And putting that into perspective for people sometimes, like for instance, like in my life. I, I've had many opportunities, um, like with my career. This the first thing that comes is to mind is my career, and I was working at a salon for nine years, and I loved the people that I work with. I still love them. They're still some of my like most mm-hmm. wonderful friends, and I'm so thankful for the time that I had there. Um, and then when I went out on my own, I was absolutely terrified because I didn't have that safety net built in. I didn't have. It's just you. It's just me, and yeah. whether I succeed or fail is all on me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's been something that's like, I, now I've been out on my own for six years and I 
look back and there were times where I was like, Oh, what the hell am I doing? Like, maybe I should just close up shop and go like work for someone and just like do the nine to five and be done. Mm -hmm. You know, like only because it would be easier. Mm -hmm. It would be easier to have somebody else like pay my taxes, right? (laughs) Figure out all the things. Um, but I believed in myself that like, okay, time out. There's a reason that you're doing this. There's a reason that you're here. And regardless of if you're here for five minutes or if you're here for five years, like we're going to figure out where we're going. This, this moment mm-hmm. of this fall or this moment of, you know, not going to last inadequacy. Forever. Yes. It, it, there's also along the road, there's going to be a lot of peaks, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's something that like my business, as long as I can be comfortable and happy and, do the things that I know I'm good at and say no to the things that I'm not comfortable with. Like that gets me to a better place emotionally. Mm-hmm. And that I honestly believe has my job has given me so much perspective, love that I wouldn't have gotten it if I would have done a different job, Yeah, you know? And I truly believe that the relationships that I've had with clients that a lot of them have been coming to me for many, many years that went to me at Serenity and now are with me now. They have seen the growth in me hmm. and they've contributed to it mm-hmm. and they believe in who I am. And that's like seeing somebody support you mm-hmm. is just like the, it lights a fire under me, yeah. sp- you know, specifically. And these aren't people that are obligated to do that. Right. They can make a thousand different decisions on the way to my, to my shop, you know, mm-hmm but they choose it and it's just such a gift. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like super invested in like listening to our podcast. <laughs> and it's just like, it makes my day. It's like, Oh my gosh, because I've made those relationships with people and mm-hmm. the growth from, of course my business is great because of them, but also like they ignite my spiritual yeah. self, you know? Yeah. And, um, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you make the mistakes that you've made 17 times over and you're like, dude, I thought I was over this. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Why can't I get my shit together? <laughs> you know? I think as you're talking, I don't know if your clients have, it sounds like they have verbalized some of this to you, but as you're talking, I'm thinking one of the most important things, and you've been this for me quite mm-hmm. a bit, especially since we started this podcast and you've said, I'll get there. You've said something frequently to me. Um, I think one of the things you need most when you're, taking a couple steps back or if you've mm-hmm. fallen off the cliff, whatever is to have a voice or two that's able to remind you. Yeah. Of what's okay. True. But look how far you've come. Yes. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you made a choice or you're t- t- two pegs back down. Yeah. But you're 25 pegs ahead from where you started. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's something like, I hope, I hope that some, I mean, I know a lot of our listeners are about our age or maybe mm-hmm. even a little bit older, but like, I hope, everybody kind of gives themselves grace with that too. Yeah. Because it's really like, we are our worst critic. Absolutely. We're always harder, hardest on ourselves than we would ever be on our, on our friends. Yeah. Um, but also remember like it, it sometimes helps in those moments to do exactly what you just said. Like, wait a minute. I was right. over there. Right. <laughs> so just because I'm not making things easy for myself right now, doesn't mean I'm not thriving. Yes. You know? Yep. Yeah. So what, what you have said to me, frequently like I don't think you give yourself enough credit I've heard that come out of your mouth a lot which sometimes frequently I have a hard time actually acknowledging and believing that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that repeatedly hearing that isn't helpful right because it's like okay yep yeah yeah 
this is someone on the outside who's watched the last 10 years of my life mm-hmm. or however long I've known you since. Yeah. When did Laura and I were talking about this? 2007. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's just, those are the first three things on my list. And um, I hope that they ring true for some of our listeners as well. I mean, literally, I have a piece of paper out. I wrote them down. So good. I, well, hopefully, like, did you come helpful. up with these little things? Yeah, oh, they're on my Of course, own. you did. Jeez. Well, here's the deal. I think about, I'm kind of an introspective person, just mm-hmm. like normally, naturally. And when you gate sent out that idea, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I need to write these down even for myself because I mm. there are things I repeat to myself. You know what would be cool? Here's an idea for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now my brain's exploding with 5 million ideas as it does. <laughs> Let me just stick with the one that immediately came. You should create a book for your girls and ex- like you know, share what you're talking about, some of these stories and make them chapters mm. and then give them to them when they're like 18. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, okay. I think that's fantastic. I should probably. Oh, new idea. Another Mm -hmm. idea. We'll talk after because I don't want to forget. Actually, no, not that I don't want to forget. I don't want to give it away. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, That was good. I'm excited for the next nine that will come. Good. Do you want to do three or four? Like three. I I was thinking three. Okay. Okay. I was trying to do the math. So the fourth thing, I know we said that we were going to do three, but. We um, lied. We did. We We, lied. We're not good at math. No, we're going to do four. Um, The thing that I I want to, uh, this is a fun one, but it gets better. That's the, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Keep, say that to yourself over and over and over. It gets better. It's so true for, for, you know, I think perspective, again, when you get older, you kind of, you let the little shit roll off your shoulders. And some of the stuff that used to irritate you or, or cause you anxiety when you're younger, yeah, some of that still does, but it's not as big of anxiety. Not a big of, as big of a deal. Yeah. And your friendships, you're going to lose some of them and it's okay because you already know the ones that are going to still be there Mm -hmm. and your parents, you're going to have ups and downs with them and they're going to be stressing you out. But then also you're going to also realize what boundaries you need to have to protect yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. You know, it gets better. Like if somebody who's in their twenties is listening right now, for me, my twenties were really hard. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of adulting that was just thrown at me and I was expected to know how to do it. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Hmm. And then, you know, I got married at 24 and I had Gianna at 26. And I remember, I just remember thinking like, I remember holding her in the hospital and like, what the hell did we just do? Like, why did we think this was a good idea? Who put me in charge of this? Yeah. I I don't know how to, I don't know how to know how to barely take care of myself. What the hell? But anyway, you adjust and you adapt and Uh it becomes you just realize as you got as at least this rings true to me, you realize as you get older that there are certain things that are worth getting upset about. And there are just mm. certain things you're, that are just Let not. I think that's, I'm curious if, um, I am not afraid to age. Yeah. Like I, when I think about being 40, 50, I get excited. I know mm-hmm. that's true of me. Like mm-hmm. I remember being in elementary school and mm-hmm. was asked, what do you want to be when you grew up? And my legitimate answer was a grandma. Aww. part of that because my own grandma was so yeah, wonderful yeah. and I loved her mm-hmm. that it was like well if that's if that's if I can be like her when I grow up yeah but I think innately I just understood being around my aunts and older women I've always had mm-hmm. older friends that there's something about aging mm-hmm. that comes an ability 
to just let things be and like it does get better. It gets Assu- better. Well, okay, let me say that. I think it gets better assuming yeah. <laughs> you are actively growing as a human. Yes. Like those that's have to literally come together. leads into my number five. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. Like it's, it gets better when you're allowing yourself to learn the lessons you're supposed to learn. Yeah. To and let go of, them. yes, let go of the things that are not meant for you. Mm-hmm. And grab the ones with both hands that are. Mm-hmm. And be a t- the type of person that is open to life. You're not going to be loving every second of it. There's going to be a shit storm. And it's going to be chaotic sometimes. But it gets better. You figure yeah. out what things you can handle when you think you can't handle them. Like you you just, you figure out ways in your own mind. Absolutely. To f- I think people are much more resilient than... Oh, yes. Well, I, I don't know. At least the people I'm around, I would say they're more well, resilient than they sometimes realize. Absolutely. And I think that that's part of it. Like when you are, I mean, I can only speak for my part, half of a little over half of my 30s, but like you live through your 20s, which are kind of a chaotic mess for everybody in their 20s. And then you get to your 30s and it's different for everybody because some people mm-hmm. have families, some True. people have uh, you know, jobs that are really busy, you know, it, it, it's, you're a lot of times you're just at different points in your life than mm-hmm. people who used to connect with, mm-hmm. but that kind of forces you to connect with yourself mm-hmm. and be like, wait a minute, where do I want to be? Yeah. What's important to me? Yep. And absolutely that that's why it gets better. If you do that yeah. and you figure out what makes you better and you figure out what direction you want to go and not what somebody else is telling you you should do or where you should go, but what ignites your fire and makes you happy. Mm-hmm. That is what, and I'm not talking about just jobs, but like just in general, Yeah, that's what makes aging everything better. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that lesson, it'll segue really well into me having 12 ways to connect yes. with yourself and others. Yes. That, that, I, I that worked that out as perfectly. A lead totally. Yes. Unplanned. Look at Whoop. us. <laughs> We're professionals. That was a joke. Did you I can't hear that? Uh-uh. Okay. Um, yes. That's funny because I think maybe some of the reason you went with lessons, uh-huh. I went with 12 ways to connect because historically December, I think this is true for most people, December and January well, our inevitable Zoomy podcasty thing, whatever it's called, batteries died. So, um, oh. Segwaying into. As I literally had just said, because we're professionals, <laughs> and then quickly reminded we're not. Definitely anyway, not. I believe what I was saying was December can be a time of reflection, yep. and January, you know, you're looking ahead mm-hmm. to the upcoming year. So I went the route of connection, not meaning to, but I think it was just this innate thing. Because here's number one way I connect with myself, mindful self-reflection. And in the last couple of weeks, um, I've been doing a lot of that, partly because it's the end of a year. I'm thinking through this past year, largely due to the fact Mm -hmm. that um, I'm coming up on being one year out from officially divorced. So December just naturally lends itself to thinking about... um, everything that's gone on in the last year. Yep. Um, specifically how I'm doing that. It's been a long time. We've talked about this, but it's been a really long time for me since I've journaled. Mm-hmm. And a couple, I don't know, maybe a week ago, I thought, you know what? I would love to start that practice again. Mm-hmm. So I got myself a little notebook over there and I'm 
choosing to actively do that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I think as I've been writing the last few days, I've probably not done that as routinely as I did a decade ago because it is hard to sit with myself a oh. little bit. Just it's been easy to numb out. Like, mm. so when you talk about growth and it not being linear and you're always, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned you have said to me, you don't give your, yourself enough credit because mm-hmm. I look back at the past year and I feel like I see more failure in ways that I didn't show up in the way that I want to be the person that I want to be. Whether that's like, I in general would say I pride myself on being aware of what I'm feeling, feeling my feelings, not mm. being afraid of that. But um, walking through the process of divorce and walking into singleness just presents a whole lot of heavy. So as much work as I've done, mm-hmm. I also feel like I've not done enough or I'm not, I have dropped the ball as I would put it, I guess, in ways that I, it makes me uncomfortable and the last year is not who I want to be long-term. Mm. I could get into details of what that means, but, mm-hmm. um, so connecting. I guess, I guess like my thought and stop me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. my thought about that whole thing is you have to go through those thoughts mm. to get where you want to be. Wait, what do you mean? What's the thought? You have to say, I don't want to be who I mm. was right there. Yes. Yes. Because that's where the growth happens. Acknowledging and recognizing. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that where, where the idea of self mindful mm-hmm. self-reflection and journaling again for me is just, I don't want to have a moment of like, Ugh, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I want to like, why didn't I like that? And mm-hmm. what can I do better next time? Mm-hmm. So the, the forcing myself to sit down and write some of that is mm-hmm. like the facing. And again, I, people will listen to this, but like, oh yeah, the Enneagram whatever, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. I do think myself, I see a lot um, of numbing out and or I don't like to feel my anger. Mm. And that's, I guess, pretty true of nines is we mm-hmm. will not deal with it. And so I'm just learning I need to. <laughs> yeah, to be the healthiest version of you, yeah, right. you have to sit in those feelings that are uncomfortable to sit in. Yes. And you have to acknowledge them when they yes, happen. Yes, and I can't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be using... Honestly, oh, so this is another thing I did sort of tied into this. I deleted TikTok off mm-hmm. my phone. Um, I have to keep Instagram just because of what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I need that, but have made parameters of how I'll use that. Because, for example, in the evenings, mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than numbing out, and not to say that those apps don't have a time or place, they do. Sure. There's some really helpful and funny things, whatever. But, but I they would, all need boundaries. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I want to use my evenings to be reading books, and I'll talk about some of that later with some of the 12 ways I connect with myself, but, um, it's just looking ahead to this next year. It's like, okay, I've spent the last year. Here's things I didn't like, and here's what I'm going to do different moving Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. So again, number one, (laughs) mindful self-reflection specifically for me, that looks like journal. Um, number two, these are not in any order, by the way, Mm -hmm. of like importance. They're just random. Neither are mine. Okay. Um, number two, self care, um, we, I think that came up with our moms mm-hmm. or I'm sure we've talked about it. It's so important specifically for me moving ahead. I just was telling Kelsey this tonight. I, I think I even posted this actually on our socials a few months ago, started running. I got an app, Jago, mm-hmm. Jago app. They are not supporting us in any way. <laughs> they can. Sure. They can. <laughs> um, I would totally recommend it. I was an avid, very competitive soccer player growing up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I hated running like cross country track, not interested. Yeah. Uh, and decided three months ago, I just need to move my body and that some of how I am able to be more aware of my emotions is to be physically active. It like lets me identify where I'm at. And so got this jogging app and it's been great. However, moving forward into 2024, a way that I want to connect myself connect with myself is through the self care of lifting weights. Mm-hmm. I've never actively done that. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I've not done that consistently. Mm-hmm. I've had seasons of it, whatever. I don't have a gym membership, but I mm-hmm. invested in a couple sets of sure. dumbbells, um, a kettlebell, a couple kettlebells. Mm-hmm. And part of that too, is we were talking about this as women age in general, we get a little chubbier, we get a little softer. Yeah. And I think I've read multiple times one of the best things women specifically can do building muscle. is to build their muscle. Mm-hmm. So that's a new habit that I want to instill. But beyond it being a habit, it's a way that I will be self-caring Yeah, moving into 2024. Do you feel like there are other ways that you do self-care? Or is it mostly just moving your body? Um, yes, I do think there's other ways. Um, this sounds, I actually wrote this down. I... Don't do this as often as I should, but going physically to a movie theater does so much for my soul. And I go by myself. It's not like I need to go with girlfriends uh-huh. or whatever. Being in this huge theater with the surround sound and the lights and you're sitting in the dark, like I get so invested in movies and characters. And maybe that's because it numbs me out. I don't know. There's probably some elements of it where I it's think. not great, but yeah, the popcorn, don't uh-huh. even get me started about movie theater popcorn. <laughs> there is nothing that beats movie theater popcorn. Yes. I will say, I think we differ a little bit there. I do like going to movies, but the older I've gotten, the more I just fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they've got those like heated seats now. They recline and I'm like, oh dear Lord, I don't know how I'm not going to That's so funny. Here. You know what I do actually? This is so cheesy. Mostly with Marvel movies. Are you into Marvel? Not really, no. Okay. If you're not into Marvel, it maybe wouldn't mean as much to you, but um, I literally, two nights ago, for a solid 45 minutes, just YouTubed. So one of, I think it was Marvel Infinite Infinity War. Somebody that listens is my girl, that ain't right, but <laughs> it's the one where all the characters like, Captain America is about ready to get just beat down and he's exhausted. And then all of a sudden in on his like earpiece you hear on your left and all these characters that from a previous movie, you thought they were dead. They're not. And they show up. Oh my gosh. So anyway, my point is is I spent too much time watching YouTube of um, people filming when they were not supposed to in movie theaters. Uh huh audience's reactions that you know the opening night that's cute i cried i had goosebumps and i think so actually as i'm saying it this is what it is this is what movies is oh my gosh this is just connecting for me right now (laughs) for me i think what the self-care is it's a collective joining of humanity and witnessing you're all experiencing you're all witnessing somebody Mm -hmm. else's emotions or whatever yes. and feeling it for them yeah and then it's you're like feeling community. it to get, yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah it just it's does so good for me and we've talked about this before being outside i love to be outside is self-care um i would agree outside is, outside is yeah. so and and i think i mean it's true for me i don't know if it's true for everybody but like the fresh air i sleep mm. so much better when i've had an, a ton of fresh being air outside yeah. yes the winter can be hard just the winter can be hard inside. i'm not gonna lie though it's my favorite season I'm going to move on and pretend like I did not hear that. 
You know why? Because no. of exactly what you were talking about with the Christmas tree. The ambiance. The ambiance. Also, there is nothing better to me than watching the snowfall outside mm. my window with my fireplace going. That's true. Like some soft music playing in my house, a good candle burning. Like it feels so peaceful. That's it's like absolutely that's your eight wing nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. It feels like I love it too. And also a woman that I dearly loved, like used to say like snow makes everything new again. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really beautiful about that idea. And like where we live, we get lots of snow and mm-hmm. I'm really bummed that it, now it's almost the middle of December. We haven't had any, I mean like uh, the light dusting is not enough for me. Yeah. I need to not see these ugly blades of grass anymore, please. I want to see the sun <gasps> glistening. What did grass do to you? Snow. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, there is something about and it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I love uh, summer is not my favorite. I get that other people love it, Ugh, but humidity. I hate. Yeah, I hate being hot. It drives me insane. Yeah, I sweat a lot. But I do like ninety five percent of the snow removal at my house because I love it. I love it. My husband absolutely hates it. Being from the south, he's like, yeah. no, thank you. You do yeah. all that. Yeah. He went and bought a fancy pants snow pl- snow blower, and I'm like going to town. I oh, love okay. it. It's not like you're out there shoveling. Oh no, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I love you it. Wanted, that's funny. I get irately. No, not well, irately, but what's the word when you're like, it doesn't make sense. That oh, irrationally? Irrationally pissed off when I shovel. Like I'm sweating because <laughs> I'm so hot, but I can't take it off because it's too cold and it's so heavy and my back starts to hurt. Oh, I get so angry. Uh, yeah. We're well, different. That's, we experience the snow different. We do. I do like, oh, I just had another idea. What? When we get enough snow, let's go do a live like Aww. on Instagram. No, no, no. You don't know what I'm going to say. It's not a what? hoe. We're going to go tubing. We're going to tube yes. together. Down That's one of my favorite things. We yeah. do it every year. My yeah. husband and I, we take our kids, we go tubing and yep. it's so fun. But we're going to do it live. Oh, I think that's great. Let's okay. do it. I'm, I am perfect game. Now I don't do skiing. So if you want to ski, I don't do that. I like skiing, but my knees don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My, my knee is going, I will be a crippled yeah, person no. for the rest of my no, life. We're going to go tubing now. So Love. keep your eyes peeled for that. And maybe you can start asking and hoping that it snows too. Yes. Um, number three, this one is interesting for me because I have not really thought it through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still thinking we've talked about this um, quite a bit off of the podcast. A way that I connect with myself Mm, I'm going to manifest this because I'm not quite believing it yet or know how to do it. Okay. Quality over quantity when it comes to friendships. Yes, ma'am. Like I know that that's true Mm -hmm. and I know that's a way that I'll connect more deeply with not only myself, but other people. Yes. Quality over quantity. And the reason I say struggle with that, um, you actually said this to me last week Mm -hmm. after we were done recording. We had a really interesting lovely, mm-hmm. I could go with more words, spiritual conversation mm-hmm. and things that were... I've thought about it all, all week, by yeah. the way. Good. I have too. Um, and I had a friend over last night and had another spiritual conversation in a similar vein as I was like reprocessing some mm-hmm. of the things that we've talked about. But anyway, um, and you said something to the effect of, I'm probably going to put words in mm-hmm. your mouth. You gave me one of the best compliments I've ever been given in that um, you said... You make people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. um, and well, I'm totally don't remember it all. But here's what I took away. I remember. And this, yeah. you said that like I have a wide swath of friends. I can get mm-hmm. along with a lot of different people mm-hmm. um, because like I don't. I'm not going to judge you. 
you have a vel- very welcoming sense mm-hmm. to you. Yes. yes. And I love that. I hope that that's true. Mm-hmm. I hope that someone, I think you may, I've heard this before when people have come to my new home that they're like, it's so warm and welcoming. It's such a reflection of you. And that it is, that means so much to me. Um, so where I'm trying to process is like, I do know a lot. I care about people. Like I think mm-hmm. for me, when I think about what I hope my life is defined by is the idea that when people are with me mm-hmm. or around me, they feel seen, seen, known, respected loved, and hurt, like mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah. That if that's, if that's the legacy that I leave, great. Yep. That's what I would want. <laughs> Where that can get confusing for me, especially as a nine, mm-hmm. is like, I want to be that to everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And, or then expect that same sort of thing back yeah. from all of those people. Yeah. And so what I've been processing through with you is just, um, that's not true, mm-hmm. right? Like that you're not going to get that back from everyone. That's okay. There's seasons of friendships. And we've talked about that. My mom, I've been thinking a lot about mom has said, friendships are like shoes. You need different mm-hmm. friends for different seasons, different things. Um, and then, the thing that's mostly gotten me all worked up is holiday season. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's also really difficult for me. Yeah. Uh, it's like a very heavy, I grieve a lot. I cry probably the most I do out of the whole year in December. Why is there something about the year ending that makes it so Not heavy? so much. No, no, no. It's not that. It's more the idea. So I'm an only child mm-hmm. and every every time I get into December, it's like, I don't, you know, all my friends are going home to see families or siblings are flying home, mm-hmm. driving home that they haven't seen in a while. And I, I so don't get that. Ex- lonely. Yes. I feel okay. super lonely. I don't have a house full of siblings mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, and so that's always been hard. And now this year, even more so just my first well, Christmas, your first alone, Christmas in your own home too, which is exciting. Like yes. I'm so thankful. It's not, it's not all bad. I'm not trying to be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want. but this is the reality of like where I'm at. And yeah. so coupled with that, and this is what I've talked to you too mm-hmm. about is how do you navigate the way that my emotional needs are met right now mm-hmm. are through my friends. Yeah. I don't have a partner. I'm not interested in that. Obviously mm-hmm. my parents are great, but it's my parents and right. um, certainly not going to be having my emotional needs met by my son. Right. So it's friends and I'm trying to juggle like, expectations meets with out of all my friends, I think I'm the only, only child. Mm -hmm. So all my friends all have siblings that they're managing familial relationships with. They're going home for, Mm -hmm. they've got, most of them have kids. Um, Like I go on and on Mm -hmm. all the reasons, right? Where it's like, I'm trying to navigate. How do I have the right expectation of what friendships should look like and invest in the people It's just a lot. It's a lot it to solve. Like, who are the people that deserve well, my it's time? It's also different because you, that's exactly it. Because you have always had a lot of people around you, like mm-hmm. friendships. Mm-hmm. And you get to a point now where life is busy for everybody. everybody. And like, even when it was busy for you, you came home to your husband and your and your son. Mm-hmm. So it, it does look different. And I totally get yeah. that. But I think... The thing that I, I, and I can, I feel like I can say this only because I'm not living it. So it may be different if I was living in your shoes, but the great ground that you have right now to stand on is that you can choose who's those, who those people are. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you have the power to be like, this is my space and these people bring me joy and comfort. Mm-hmm. 
And these are the people I know that make me feel loved and seen and respected. And like you can even, if it's easier for you, like write it out and you can have that list Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, when I feel lonely, if there's five people on that list, Mm -hmm. just two, two people on that list, send a call them, Mm -hmm. text them. And you don't have to explain yourself. Right. You can just check in only because odds are they're going to text you back. Right. It might not be at the exact moment, but they're going to call you back. They're going to text you back. They're going to participate and you're going to be able to be vulnerable with those people because you feel safe with them. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that core group of people, if it grows, great. But if it doesn't, you still have those people. Right. And I feel like you're going to, once you kind of write out those names, like just a core people, mm-hmm. not, not a big list of all the friends that you talk to on a regular basis. Cause that's a long list, but like the people, you know, like if something were terrible to happen, that these mm-hmm. are the people that you'd want to talk to. Once you write that down and look at that and you're like, okay, these are the friendships that I feel loved, seen, heard. And I know that with the history that we've had, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to realize that I need X, Y, or Z. That's very helpful. I will do that in my journal. Cause I think on top of that though, when I think of when you're like, name these people, those would be the same people that I would say, I would have no problem. Ex- well, you'd be on the list. So mm-hmm. I'd, I would have no problem telling them mm-hmm. what I just said. Like I'm feeling in, uh, cause at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it also is, I feel insecure cause I feel mm-hmm. needy. Like me saying I feel lonely, mm-hmm. but I don't, want to take your time because I'm afraid of being needy. Like the, those people on that list, I would feel completely comfortable saying that to. Yeah. And I know they would be like, okay, well, first of all, you're not needy. No, well, I assume the people that I am yeah. thinking of that would go on that list, I think would all be like, no, that's not true. And if mm-hmm. I can't get to you right away, like it's not about you. Yeah. They would reassure yeah. if that makes sense. So, but that's, that's, you know, like the quality over quantity thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, and we can cut this if you want to, but like when you texted me mm-hmm. and you were talking about that, mm-hmm. I literally, you know, you were like, I just feel really lonely. And I was like, dude, come over. Like <laughs> right. we live a mile away. Like come over. If you, if you don't yeah. want to be alone, like come like I, or I'll come see you. Like, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, I like to complain about it, but I don't like to do anything. About it. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. like like I just needed to tell somebody I'm feeling this and and you know what you're not alone I am married (laughs) and I've very often I'm like why do I take on so much responsibility and I like Mm -hmm. everybody goes through those emotions and the thing is like one of my well my best friend tomorrow we haven't seen each other like physically I mean we've talked and we text a lot but we haven't physically been together for a while and tomorrow I'm going to go up and sit with her at her house while she waits for somebody to come fix her watcher. Like, yeah, we're great. just going to bullshit on the couch yep. for a couple just hours. Hang out. But that's mm-hmm. what, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, don't be afraid to do that too, because it can, when you're mm-hmm. in your own home mm-hmm. and it's just you. And if your son isn't here, it kind of feels empty. Yeah. You know? Right. So don't be afraid to remove yourself from that situation too. Yeah, or invite people in. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or go to a coffee shop. Yep. To or, just be around people. You yeah. Know, yeah. Well, thank you for joining my therapy session here, everyone. <laughs> well, it is therapy. <laughs> it is so therapy. It's okay. You're right. Um yeah, quality over quantity. But I think honestly, Jen, the reason I kind of went in that was because I think a lot of people feel that exact way. Yeah. Whether they're in a relationship or not. Like I honestly think 
especially women, Mm -hmm. because the holiday season, we usually take on the majority of the responsibilities of all the organizing, the gift buying, the wrapping, the, all of it. That's which by the way, I saw this, um, poll and it was something along the lines of how many of you moms have a stocking that's filled for you. I don't. Mm-mm. the overwhelming majority, it was like 83% said don't even have a stocking. And I was floored. I would just like to say my ex-husband, 10 out of 10, every single year, f- full stocking. I never worried about it. Like, mm-hmm. And I loved it. That was honestly some of my favorite gifts was whatever mm-hmm. he would put in my stocking. Mm-hmm. And I am shocked. I have a stocking, but I don't ever No one any. puts any. Mm-mm. Marcus, okay, listen. I mean, to be fair, like I, I hate to say this, but like, the best thing for me, and I don't know if it was, if it's this way for you, but like, I don't really want like monetary Stuff, things. Yeah. No, that's, that's why I like my stocking. Mm-hmm. Cause it, he'd fill it with like my beef jerky gum, like stuff that yeah. I like would never buy for myself, but I knew yeah. and I love, you know yeah, what I mean? That's a good idea. Usually Marcus <laughs> asks me all the time, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, honestly, I really needed to redo our I'm a very handy person. I don't think we've mm-hmm. talked about this on the podcast, are, yeah. but I am a very handy person. And I, we really need to redo our walk-in closet like very badly, mm-hmm. like take everything out and rebuild the shelves, things like that. My husband is not, mm-hmm. I mean, he can do bare minimum type stuff, but like I'm You're very, the I, I'm the one that's going to be rebuilding mm-hmm. this from the ground up. So he's asking me, what do you, what do you need from, you know, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, take the girls somewhere so I can do this. That's I what that. I want. I, I want that. I want to be able to accomplish something. Yeah. And he's like, ugh. like he looked like upset that I said that, but I'm like, no, I don't have the time to dedicate to this. Mm-hmm. And if you take the kids and get them out of the house, I, I can focus on one thing mm-hmm. and it, it, I may not get it completely done, but I'll get it pretty darn close. Right. You That's know, what you want. I love that. And I think a lot of women are that way though too. They want the gift of time. It reminds me of Mother's Day. No, I do not. I love my son so much. I don't want to spend the day with him. I want to be by myself in my bed, reading books, watching movies alone. (laughs) I want to be getting a facial. Yeah. I want to be drinking a really stupidly expensive coffee at 11 o'clock in the morning after I've slept in for two hours. Like... Yeah, listen, ladies, if you are feeling seen, <laughs> called out, it's, I, if your spouses that's don't know this. That's self-care. That's it top is, yes. tier self-care. Yes, yeah, speaking that, okay, I'm on to number four because this is sort yes. of tied in. Self-care was number two. Number four is girl time. And I bring it up. We talked about this last week. Full circle. I had my friend Stacy over last night. She is a gem. She's a five. I've asked her multiple times to be on our podcast. She says no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I'll just talk about her instead. Um, And we were talking last night about sort of the idea of my last point, quality over quantity and friendships, because she thinks so differently than I do. And she's much more logical and sort of pulls me out of Uh myself, which is a gift to me. And one of the things that got talked about was, um, I forget exactly how she phrased it or what the specific topic was, but essentially she was like, you need to be a selfish, selfish bitch. Yes. (laughs) It's okay. And that is so innately difficult (sighs) for me to do. So when you just said self care, self care frequently women equate, I think with selfish. I did. I did for the longest time, especially when I was married. And in same vein, I, unfortunately think it would be true that a lot of women see girl time as being selfish. Like it's going to pull me out of my family or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and I 
I think you said this because mm-hmm. I said this last night to Stacy in some episode. You were talking about how the longest standing relationship you will ever have in your with life, yourself. Team, lifetime, yes, is the relationship you have with yourself. Yes, which means is your marriage important? Absolutely. Are yes. your children important? Absolutely. Should they both be a priority? Yeah. Yes. However, if you are not investing in yourself first and mm-hmm. foremost mm-hmm. through self care through some of these ways that I'm going to be talking about As connecting with yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. You are doing nobody a favor. Yeah. No one is everybody's gonna... getting the burnt out version yes. of you. And so that's why girl time is in this top four. The first four, I guess is because I think it is right up there mm-hmm. with self care to me because as much as men or women, whoever your partner is adds to you, having your girlfriends or guy friends, if you're a male listening to this, they just are going to see and experience the world in a different way when they're not living with you day to day Yeah, and have their own life experiences that are going to allow them to speak into certain things. Um, and, and also just make you laugh. I was just going to say my, the biggest thing for me is it's the laughter. Yes. Right. It's people bringing in perspective and like joy. Yes. That's, that's what, and, and I know just personally, and I've said this, I think probably before, but like, I'm a better me mm-hmm. when, and a better mom and a better wife when I've fed my soul. Yes. I'm more present. I want to be more with that. Like it when, sounds counterintuitive because it's like, well, if I go to girl time or whatever, it's me taking time away from the family. So it, which it is logistically, you're taking yes. time away from your family. However, when you go back, you're going to be a better version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Because you've given yourself a break yep. because motherhood and wife, like, and even if you're not in like the motherhood chapter or the wife chapter, yeah, full-time like time career. Yeah. Or, or even like, let's say you're a lonely person mm-hmm. and you've lost your job mm-hmm. and you're really in a downward spiral right now from where you would have liked to have been. Mm-hmm. If you remove yourself from your sweatpants, mm-hmm. you go sit on a couch that's not in your home yeah. and you chat with somebody. Yeah that is not in the same space that you're in, they're going to bring in some joy and light that you can't bring in yourself. Yes. Yep. And that's... You almost literally, like word for word last night when Stacy walked in, she said, you know, I've kind of had a rough weekend and, you know, because I was on Sunday texting the girls like, y'all going to come over, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Ended up just being her and she's like, I didn't respond for a while because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. And then I, she's, you know, I was self-talking and saying, nope, you're going to go. Cause you know, once you get there, it's going to be so good for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's funny. I feel the same way. Sort of when I had texted you, like mm-hmm. sometimes just the idea mm-hmm. of the steps it takes to get up off of your couch mm-hmm. and go seems like so much work, but I can't think of a single time when I've done that. And you I've regret it. it. Mm-hmm. No, no. I've always been thankful and thought, I'm so glad that I did that. Mm-hmm. Except when I have to drive after 9 p.m., then it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Because no, it's no, dark. No, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. So if you'd like to spend time with me, um, it needs to be. It needs to happen between the hours. It of needs to be pr- banker's hours. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I will be checked out. Or um, you will hear me screaming. I'll call you and be like, listen, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are uh, my, yeah, this I love has these. been really this, fun. I think that I'm glad that we approached it from different angles. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, different things to yeah. talk about. Well, and I also think like you're, you've given me some ideas. I think I need to start to journal again too. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would really 
be a healthy thing mm-hmm. to implement, even if it's not every day, if it's just like right. a couple times a week, yeah. like just two, you know, even if it's just like five sentences. Yep. But getting back into that, I think will help me. Good habit. Yeah. And, and just kind of in my own mind, go through things in a slow, at a slower yeah. pace. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Well, this has been fun. Um, I will say, I think we said this. We try to say this. If you have not reviewed us, please Please do. It really helps us. It has to do with algorithms. And um, we do have full-time jobs. So I'm not, you know, we're not the best at creating content, getting it going. But... (laughs) We really enjoy doing the podcast and yes. we've heard so many positive things back from lots of different people. So if you're variety. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And tell your sister, tell your mom, tell your friends, like, listen to us. We would take all of the, all the feedback you have. So good and bad. Yeah, really. absolutely. There's things like Kelsey's sister. I don't think we've done this. Uh, she made some comment about having different segments and mm-hmm. giving it a little bit more structure. And I, hundred percent agree. I think that's great. Yeah, we can. That hasn't happened. No, we have to, (laughs) we have to figure that out. Like that would take a lot more work. And also we have asked you to send us in things that you are celebrating and feel like is an achievement. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about it for weeks. So clink and cheers. Heading into Christmas. Yeah. If you have something that you're really excited, like a gift, you're really excited to give to your significant other, friend, kid, whatever. We would love to celebrate you if you're... Did you get a huge um, bonus at the end of the year because you kicked butt at your job? Heck yeah. If you have something to celebrate in December, let us know. We Mm want to celebrate you. We want to give you a shout out. (laughs) Well, good times. Come on. Yeah, I quit real quick. (laughs) Anyway. Um, But yeah, we would love to clink and cheers to you. Um, Also, if you have any topics that you are thinking about, like during Mm -hmm. the holidays that you... Are interested in or I do have something I kind of want to prompt people with this Ooh. it's just going to be a survey and I'm going to put it out on our socials but I really want to know what everybody's favorite Christmas gift has been favorite gift okay. like from childhood from adulthood like what what it, it can mm. be an, it can be like an item or mm-hmm. it can just be like my child was born on Christmas you know right. like whatever okay. just whatever your most like memorable Christmas gift was I love that for a second, I thought you were going to say people's favorite Christmas movies, and I was going no. to tell you someone on Instagram that I follow, a friend, um, she, I forget the exact question, but did a poll, and mm-hmm. it was like, what's your hot take on a Christmas movie that's like not going to be well-received, Oh, basically? For the love, somebody responded that they refused to watch Home Alone, and I about threw my phone across the room. Okay, I think you and Marcus can get together and watch Home Alone. He loves Home Alone. I'm sorry. Are you implying that you don't? I d- it's okay. I've just well, seen it a million real. times. I'm so glad that you've listened. <laughs> we made it ten of <laughs> Um, it's not that I don't like it. I do. I've just seen it a million times. So, the, so like, have I. that's that's the thing. Like Marcus could watch it every night. Like he literally asks the girls, "Do you want to go upstairs and watch Home Alone?" Like every night and they're like dad <laughs> the first seen, one he, he, all of them he likes oh. uh, the first one's the best of course yeah. but but honestly i love elf i will laugh out loud every single time i watch that movie so one of the so people funny. typed in they think it's overrated of course they do do you which know my favorite christmas movie what? and i answered the poll and everyone was like what's that which i knew the family stone oh okay it's my all-time favorite christmas movie me too and i still cry Oh, every time. Hysterically. I love that movie. What? 
I hysterically cry. Oh, oh. like I thought, sobs. I was gonna say I love that movie because I laugh hysterically. I cry. Like it hits all the feels. It's such a great cast. Yes, it is a really. If you've good not cast, seen the Family Stone, please do. Absolutely please watch do. it. And then let us know what you think. Yep. yep. Anyway. Anyway, we're happy that it's it's a uh, Christmas season, and that means. Uh, we're or maybe gonna- not. Maybe not Christmas for you. Just holidays. Oh yeah, holidays. Sorry. Winter. Holiday season. Enjoy it. I think actually this this next week is the beginning of Hanukkah. Hanukkah? Yep. Anyway, wear your sunscreen, take your vitamins, and, and talk, talk to, to your, your girlfriends. girlfriends. Bye, guys. See ya.